The FT. India's Daughter, a documentary about the gang rape of a 23-year-old woman in New Delhi, will premiere in the United States today. The documentary by British filmmaker Leslie Udwin triggered a row in India and was banned mainly because of the remarks it contained by one of the convicted rapists, who expressed no remorse and, on the contrary, blamed his victim. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me is Amy Kasman, our correspondent in New Delhi. Hi, Amy. Hi. Could you tell us about the background to this case? The documentary centers on a brutal rape that is perhaps one of the most traumatic crimes in modern Indian history. In December 2012, a young physiotherapist got on board a bus along with a male friend while trying to go home after watching a film at a shopping mall. The bus happened to be off-duty and was just carrying a handful of men, friends, who took the opportunity to brutally rape this woman and inflict on her such grievous internal injuries that she died two weeks later. The crime caused a massive public outpouring in New Delhi among many women who took to the streets to protest the insecurity that they felt in their own lives and how they felt so uncomfortable in the public space, whether on public transport or in the workplaces. What was it about this documentary that provoked the government to ban it? It is widely believed that many government officials haven't even seen the documentary and banned it after British media started reporting on the testimony of one of the convicted rapists, Mukesh Singh, who was interviewed in Tihar jail and who expresses opinions that are very, very dismaying. He essentially said that a woman is more responsible for a rape than a man and that a good girl had no business being out at night. He expressed no remorse for the attack and basically said it was her own fault for being out. He also said she shouldn't have fought back so vigorously against her attackers. She should have just kept quiet and taken the rape and then she would have survived and they would have dropped her off after doing her. Now, the government has claimed that this is an insult to the memory of the woman, that it's a conspiracy to embarrass India and all kinds of other reasons to ban the documentary. But many, many people feel that the reason really that they're banning the documentary is because the views that were expressed that a woman is somehow responsible for an attack against her, that it's her conduct and behavior or her dress that somehow invites the man to rape her, it's actually a fairly widely held view in many levels of Indian society, including by some very prominent Indian politicians and influence shapers who have publicly aired such views and even did so in the immediate aftermath of the rape. So there's a strongly held view that actually they are just embarrassed to have this view aired in the public sphere and on the international stage. Were there other voices in India who argued in favour of showing the film? Indeed, the ban has been tremendously controversial and has started a massive debate about the film, about censorship, an Indian television channel was supposed to air the documentary on International Women's Day on Sunday night, NDTV. They're one of the co-producers of the documentary. And at the hour that they were supposed to broadcast this documentary, they had a dark screen and they said India's daughters and they had a picture, an image of a candle burning. And they kept the screen dark and had no other programming for the full hour of the scheduled broadcast in order to protest what they feel was the censorship of this 
documentary, which many feel is really important in furthering the discourse around rape and why it happens in India. There's been a huge discourse also from the public with many, many people feeling that the ban is totally uncalled for, and the Editors Guild have called for the ban to be revoked and for the broadcast to be allowed. In some ways, the ban has also been ridiculed because the documentary remains widely available through the internet on various sites, although they did manage to get YouTube to pull down the documentary from the site. Many feminists have criticized the ban, saying that it's necessary that India really face up to the kind of mindsets that creates a culture where rape is prevalent, where it's acceptable, this culture of blaming the victim which is pervasive here, and pretending that it doesn't exist just doesn't help. Do you think that there will be repercussions for the BJP government as a result of their decision to ban the film? I think that it really does the government no credit to ban a documentary film, which many said was actually a very balanced film. The documentary gives a lot of airtime to the parents of the young woman, talking about her life and how they tried to raise her, the value that they put on her education and how they defied their own relatives and the wider society to really place importance on her education and her professional aspirations. Comments have been made, you know, that is India going the way of China, where they're going to censor uncomfortable discussions about uncomfortable social issues. So I do think there may not be any direct fallout or consequences, but it is likely to be one of those things that will be a little bit of a shadow on this idea of India as a liberal, open democracy, which is willing to face up to the very serious social issues that it faces. And I imagine it's an issue that's not going to go away. It's definitely an issue that's not going to go away. I mean, there are very entrenched mindsets that contribute to the difficulties that many women face. The proportion of women in the workforce in India is very, very low compared to China. Part of that stems from the concerns about safety. Many economists say that India can never really fulfill its economic and social aspirations until a greater percentage of women are able to join the workforce and contribute productively to the economy. And as long as there are so many concerns about women's safety, many families are going to be uncomfortable about allowing their daughters to venture forth into the workplace. But addressing these concerns about women's security is going to take far more than better policing, and some improvements to the criminal justice system, which would, of course, surely help. But it would also take a really radical attempt to change entrenched mindsets. Is there any sign that this particular government is taking the issue of women in the workplace and their safety seriously? What's very interesting is that Prime Minister Narendra Modi has actually talked publicly about the need for better safety for women, for valuing women. There's a new campaign which is trying to address the issue of the gender imbalance. The gender imbalance basically results of the widespread use of sex-selective abortion to prevent the birth of girl babies, which many families resort to, although it is actually illegal to do it. It is, in reality, widespread practice. Uh, Modi has talked about this. He's talked about the shame that comes with crimes against women, but there's not that much sign that there is actually any serious effort to tackle this issue in the kind of way that tackling it will require with changes to the education system, with public campaigns. The budget for the Women and Child Ministry has been cut. So a couple of speeches by the Prime Minister isn't going to do it. There does need to be 
greater systemic change. But of course, on the right side, women are standing up as never before. The gang rape in December 2012 really in some ways broke the floodgates and made women feel that they just didn't have to keep quiet anymore. We're seeing the number of reported rape cases surging dramatically in the last couple of years, and that's unlikely to really be because of a dramatic surge in the frequency of rape, but it's much more widely believed to be because women are starting to think, I can go out and report this, and I just don't have to be kept being quiet about it. There's been an unprecedented number of cases of high-profile individuals being accused of sexual harassment in the workplace, which almost never happened before. Now women are speaking out about these issues, and I think that is a very important step towards long-term social change. Thank you very much, Amy. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.